0: Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson, I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ and I'm so glad that you have joined us today and we're going to be in Matthew chapter 26 today. Now yesterday at the beginning of the video I mentioned how the schedule is going to be a little bit different this week and that is because Matthew chapter 26 and chapter 27 are just so long and there's just so much in them I decided to split them up into two days. So we're going to spend today and tomorrow on 26 and then uh, Thursday and Friday on chapter 27. And because of that, we're actually going to be uploading a video on Saturday so that we can conclude our study of Matthew this week instead of just having one day next week looking at the book of Matthew. So we're gonna spend two days on this and again uploading another video at least this week on Saturday. So be be mindful of that. Uh, So we are in Matthew chapter 26 today. The first part of this verse we see in verse or chapter rather in verses 1 through 5 is the plot to kill Jesus. It says in verse 1 when Jesus had finished all these sayings he said to his disciples, "You know that after two days the Passover is coming and the son of man will be delivered up to be crucified." Then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the palace of the high priest whose name was Caiaphas. And plotted together in order to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. But they said, not during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people. Now, as he sang, in two days, the Passover is coming and the Son of Man is going to be delivered to be crucified. The Passover, which this is something we're going to be looking at for those that attend here at Collinsville, something we're going to be looking at in our study of Exodus, I believe, hopefully this week, Um is the Passover was going to be held on the fourteenth day of the first month of their year to the seventh or the twenty first day of that same month. So it was going to last seven days. And because of this everybody would come to Jerusalem because also they were going to observe Pentecost, which which brings us to Acts chapter two. That's why they were all in Jerusalem, so because of the day of Pentecost And so all of these things are are connected here. So he's saying, when this Passover feast is going to begin uh, being observed, I'm going to be delivered to be crucified. And, of course, we know this whole time the Jews, the Pharisees, the high priests, scribes, Sadducees, all of them were trying to find a way to get rid rid of him. And so they began to plot how to kill Jesus. Now, it's going to kind of loop back to this here in just a second. And so we'll notice more about uh, the plot to kill him and, of course, his betrayal. But in verses 6 through 13, we have a very interesting event. And this is Jesus being anointed at Bethany. In verse 6, when Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came up to him with an alabaster flask, a very expensive ointment. And she poured it on his head as he reclined at the table. And when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this could be sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you, but you always will not always have me. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. Truly I say to you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in in memory of her. So here we are. He is is at Bethany, the house of Simon the leper. This woman comes and she puts this uh, alabaster, the ESV says flask, but other translations say box of this ointment. And Jesus, of course, reminds them in verse 12 that she is preparing him for his burial. One of the things that's interesting to me about this is, yes, of course, Jesus says that she was preparing him for his burial. But the other thing that oil was often used for was to consecrate um, a king. In fact, if you were to look at passages such as 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 1, whenever Samuel went to anoint Saul king, he took a flask of oil and poured it over Saul's head. It was ceremonious to, again, to consecrate them as king. And that's always one of the things that I think about here. This woman, of course, yes, in preparing him for his burial also, in my mind, was acknowledging the fact that he was king but either way we know of course there in verse 12 pouring this ointment over his body she had done it to prepare him for uh, his burial now as i mentioned a moment ago the plot to kill jesus was going to kind of loop back and that's what we have in verses 14 uh, through 16 where we read about judas betraying christ then one of the twelve whose name was judas iscariot went to the chief priest and said what will you give me If I deliver him over to you, and they paid him thirty pieces of silver, and from that moment he sought an opportunity to betray him. So we have Judas going, and and because of his greed, because of his desire for money, he was willing to betray Christ for thirty pieces of silver, and that's something we're we're going to look at it later. But that was something that was even uh, prophesied. Those 30 pieces of silver that were going to be used to purchase uh, that piece of land that ultimately Judas would hang himself on. And so we have there in verses 14 through 16 the betrayal of Christ. And the last thing that we're probably going to notice today is in verses 17 through 29, which is them observing the Passover, but, but more importantly, them, or Christ rather, instituting the Lord's Supper. So in verse 17, on the first day of the unleavened bread, which would have been the 14th day of the first month, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Where will you have us prepare for you uh, to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve. And as they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say to him, one after another, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, You have said so. One of the things that constantly amazes me is the fact that this entire time, Jesus knew that Judas was going to be the one to betray him. Even before Judas knew that he was going to betray him, Christ knew. But Christ still had him follow him as long as Judas was willing. Christ still loved him. Christ still loved him enough to To give his life for him even though he knew Judas was ultimately going to take his own life. Every time I think about this situation with Christ and Judas I am just amazed at the love that Christ has to have for all of us. To know that Judas was going to betray him but to still have him around because I know if it were me in this situation, I knew somebody was going to betray me. I would try to distance myself from them as much as possible and try to have no affiliation with them at all so that they couldn't do anything to harm me. But that's not what Christ did because that wasn't what the will of the Father was. And so as they are observing this Passover feast, of course, he alerts them that one was going to betray him, but also there, especially in verses 26 through 29, This very sacred event and one of the things that we do every single Sunday, as we see in Acts chapter 20 and verse 7, the disciples came together to break bread. That was one of their whole purposes of coming together on the first day of the week was so that they could observe the Lord's Supper. In 1 Corinthians 11, we are reminded that we observe this to keep ourselves in remembrance of his death, in remembrance of the sacrifice that he has made until he does return, We are to observe this, we are to partake of the Lord's Supper, to remember the body that he gave and to remember the blood that he shed, as he says, to establish his covenant and which provides that forgiveness of our sins. And so in this first half of the the 26th chapter of Matthew, we have several things going on, the plot to to betray Jesus, Him being anointed, and Him instituting the Lord's Supper. And so we're going to pick up in verse 30 tomorrow. So if you will, come back tomorrow. Thank you so much for your time and for your attention today. And again, I encourage you to come back tomorrow as we continue looking at this chapter. So thank you so much.